Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. Oh, we have been already, we have had a conversation going here for like 15 minutes, and I'm going, I really ought to start this thing. Episode 29 of the Hannibal Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And we have this, I think this is the first time we have had multiple guests in studio. And uh, Megan and I, I think I get the idea, we're just going to put our feet up. Uh, I have a feeling that we're just going to be able to... Yeah, put our proverbial feet up and just let them, you know, just let it roll. Yes. You actually have your feet up. I I, thought you were kidding. No, I do. I wish you'd take your shoes off. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, on second thought, maybe Uh, not. That that could get a little interesting, you know, depending on, you know, what kind of shape your socks are in. I don't know. (laughs) So maybe not. No, no. Well, and considering... Uh, is, the heater is a little bit on again, off again in here. I think. Yeah. I'll well, we we were supposed on. to have gotten that fixed, but uh, you never know. So it's <laughs> <laughs> things are warm up. I think. Uh, yeah. If you if you know Hannibal, you know of something called Studio Fifty Seven Productions, and the the gentlemen who are Studio Fifty Seven Productions uh, are in studio with us. Uh, Clark Crookshank. Good, good morning. I say good morning. This could be any time of day, anywhere <laughs> in the world. Uh, Frank Elmore is also here. Good Thank morning. You. Good, good infinity to you. Whatever, whatever time of day, day this is. Good day to you. Yeah, good, good day. That's a good day. Yeah. Right. We haven't had anybody from Australia download the, the podcast that we're aware of yet. We've had, of course, the United States. We've also had France. Uh, we had several people download this from France. The Russian Federation. We've had a download in Comrades. in Bang, in Bangladesh, and we've had we've had uh, some downloads. I just looked the other day from Canada. Oh, Megan loves Canada. to talk Canadian, don't you? Love you love to talk Canadian, don't you? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's hiding her light under a under a bushel. I yeah, am. it's because it's I didn't have enough coffee this morning. Uh, oh, right. no, no. Yeah, I know. I I promise I I will I will warm up just meetings. You know, just yeah. I'm a little brain. Oh, okay. So I'm, meetings I'm gonna, I'm all morning. Roll with Studio Fifty Seven here for a bit, all and right. uh, um, although I guess the first thing. We should say is thank you for tuning in. Definitely. Thank you for listening. There, there are so many choices out there. I've reached the conclusion about a year ago, I'd, I couldn't have told you much about how many podcasts are out there. And now I'm convinced that we are the last two people in the world to have a podcast. Yes. Everybody else has a podcast of one sort or another, mm-hmm. but nobody else that we're aware of in Hannibal. In Hannibal. Yes. Mm, they just gave me an idea. <laughs> mm. uh, Channel 57, huh? No Pod, pod people. We're, I, we don't need to grow any more pod people here. No, no. Just <laughs> you, you are better live, I think, than you know. I've heard that on, before. On, on, on a pre-recorded. Let's. Uh, so, so Studio Fifty Seven Productions became uh, a thing when I how my my wife. This is Clark. Hi. Uh, my wife, Maria, and I sort of brought the brand with us. We moved here from the Twin Cities. Uh, I lived there for 21 years and was an actor there the whole time. 
And uh, a lot of professional actors in big markets will create their own production companies, basically, so they can cast themselves <laughs> and produce their own shows. Which is pretty much how it's worked here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, to make a living up there, you have to do a lot of everything. Oh. Enlightened self-interest. That, that's right. Mm -hmm. I like mm. that. Could we write that down? No, we're, we're recording. Self-interest. So uh, I brought it with me. Uh, in 2015, I produced a radio play version of uh, It's a Wonderful Life at the Brewing Company. And then Frank and I met when I was doing a one, actually a two-person show about Franklin Roosevelt. I played Franklin Roosevelt in a new show called Unfinished about his last day on Earth, basically. Frank came to see it, and he said, I'd like to do a 3D recording of the show or, or of a, a segment of the show I said okay didn't know that was a thing but go for it <laughs> so he came in and, and sort of directed this mini segment what was it, about 20 minutes or something even less it's 11 minutes but we shot it in two hours yeah. and you took a uh, great direction you did great cutting and it's a beautiful little piece yeah. and we've continued to do the radio play thing and we've used some video in those 2d videos mostly still photographs and mm -hmm. sometimes little segments from movies or that sort of thing. Uh, but this is the first time that we've done anything of, of this magnitude. Uh, so It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, we've done uh, My Way, a musical tribute to Frank Sinatra, uh, and then Miracle on 34th Street again. When it came time to do a Christmas show this time, we said, uh, I'd like to do something maybe classic, you mm -hmm. know, Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. And uh, Frank said, uh, wow, that'd be a lot of people on that stage. And then after thinking about it for a while, he said. Uh, no. No, I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> <laughs> what are you nuts? I said, are you crazy? Yeah. Actually, I said, no, the, the vortex here is in Hannibal. I had been thinking about doing 3D Ghost in a production of Christmas Carol for three or four years. And it just never worked out. So it happens a lot with Clark and me that we will think of the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, and when you converge that, you get more than just the addition of the two, of course. You get another whole thing, which this has become, where we could bring in 20, 25 musicians and actors, pre-record them. You could never get them to show up that often. That would be a heck of a rehearsal you know. period. Oh, my <laughs> God. Talk about Hell Week. But uh, we have them, and this could be a perennial thing. This could be something that... Uh, in steampunk, we may have uh, Clark come back, and all we got to do is run the tape with him, put on the glasses, and there you go. And then again, maybe next Christmas in Quincy. So part of what we're doing is is also trying to marry up with Quincy as a, a right. sister city kind of a thing. Because we have, what, three or four or five people from Quincy. We did. We, we yeah. It seems like every time we do a show, we sort of, you know, like a dirty snowball, <laughs> sort of collect another <laughs> yeah. actor or yes. two. And you pick uh, up some funny things from the dirty snowball. And this time, snowball. we've, we've yeah. worked uh, for several shows. As long as none of it's yellow, you're, <laughs> Got a you're fine. Of yeah. lumps of coal in there. Yeah, yeah. Sticks. We, we've worked with <laughs> yeah. uh, a mother and daughter team, the Bradshaws, Christy yeah. Bradshaw and her yeah. daughter Maddie for a while. Christy is sort of our casting agent for Quincy. Yes. Now. She does a lot of work with yeah. Bluff City Theater, but also with Quincy Community Theater. And yeah. She'll say, what about this person? And they all have, I oh, mean, they've been I, terrific. I don't yeah. know if I, if I had no idea what this was and somebody called me and said, could you come up to my place? I got a green screen set up. It's like the modern yeah. version of etchings or something. <laughs> but 3D etchings I want to show you. Amazing. Yeah. People just come up. <laughs> Most of them know on-camera experience at all. And, and this whole thing has been filmed. How many square feet are we using in your apartment, in your loft? Well, loft, we're calling it. More uh, loft, yes. Yeah, studio. Studio. Um, okay. 
How, I would how, say how fancy a word can we use here? Yeah, okay. Institute, the 3D Institute <laughs> on Broadway. Um, it's about, uh, tw- I don't know, maybe 20 by 20 where we're shooting and the green screen pulls down. And then the rest of the loft <laughs> studio is uh, where all the costumes and the props and the people all pile up in that end. But we have, we have a ball doing it. We do. And then you're right. People here and from Quincy Book just accept it. I guess because we come on so positive about it they go oh you want me to do what stand in front of that green wall and pretend, pretend somebody's <laughs> there and read this card and and they do they just come up that's acting they come up yes i love it it's it's a, it, it's, a, it's a tribute to the arts community of course we've had michael Gaines in here we've oh, had other God. folks talking sure. about the the arts community in hannibal and in quincy and uh and both of you are examples part of of what we try to do here on the podcast is introduce uh, folks who could have lived anywhere mm-hmm. along the way and wound up settling here. Uh, Clark, you mentioned uh, you're from Minnesota. Now, Frank, you you come come here from where? Well, actually, uh, I grew up in St. Louis. Okay. So if, I'm if, used to if this if weather. It can be said that he grew up. Well, he grew yes. Up. Well, it, it, I think I proved it, that it, yesterday. You don't ever was, want to grow up it completely. Was no, and no. it's a great place not to grow up. So I went from there, there was the Army, and then there was New York, and then there was L.A., and then I got really tired of huge cities that didn't really give a damn what you're doing. And uh, my niece, uh, that that has the Hannibal History Museum, Lisa, said, uh, come on in and bring your cameras. we just have fun. There's a parade, by the way, every weekend. I went, oh. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Vegas meets the Midwest, it you know? smaller and smaller, smaller as the year smaller, goes yeah. by. It'll well, the be cri- like a red wagon with well, a Well, I was taking a nap from stuff. working yesterday, and I hear drums. I look out the window. There's the Christmas parade yeah. going under my window. I went, I like this place. <laughs> this is fun. But it, it has... it. I've had support from the very beginning for any crazy idea I have. And Michael Gaines, as a matter of fact... Went out, raised some money, bought a 3D television that I said he really needs to get to put my work <laughs> up on there. Of he got it, installed it. Uh, I've done a few uh, of their programs when they have kids in building things, and they shot them, and we would play it there for a month. He since has used that same TV to do uh, artistic shows, photographic shows, 2D and 3D. So uh, I've got to give it to Michael. He was the first one to say, oh, okay. That sounds pretty good. I've never seen it, but let's do it. <laughs> and I get that from everybody. Yeah, we've, we've gotten that a lot, actually, uh, with with several of the people. Of course, actually, Lisa, Mark, you know, when they came mm-hmm. and they talked about steampunk, um, mm-hmm. which we need to have them back. It, it, it's kind of the theme in Hannibal. It's just like, what? You want to bring what into town? Okay. Yeah, Never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. We. Lisa yeah. sat sat right there several years ago and introduced us to something that we had never heard of called steampunk. All and it was all because you know there's nothing going on in Hannibal on Labor Day weekend. Let's see if we can <laughs> you know, get get a few hundred people to come to town. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And we got we got a yeah. com a Comic Con coming to town next spring yeah. as yep. as we record this first part of December of of twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's, and, and it is as much, and we, we like to brag on Midwesterners cause there may be some perceptions out there in the rest of the world about Midwesterners and mm-hmm. who we look down our nose at and who we fold yeah. our arms and where are they, where, what are they doing here? No, <laughs> no. That, we're, we're, we are it's not like, that way. What do you got? <laughs> Let me see it. 
Okay, I'll buy a ticket to that show. Yeah. <laughs> they sound just like that when they call. Too. <laughs> of course, they may all be Frank. Well, ne- never, never mind the Ma- never mind the Mason Dixon line being yeah. in Pennsylvania. It's the Mississippi it's River. Mississippi That's the Mason. And I've been Dixon. jumping over that line back and forth my whole career. I, the steampunk thing. I, I mean, it's a huge community by now. Oh yeah, uh, just just like Comic-Con I mean, I mean that that was the thing that we didn't realize the the worldwide community that's oh, out there it's just embracing Hannibal, mind. Missouri. It, it really, is. It really and, is, and you know, a lot of uh, the downtown businesses and a lot of the people that live here in Hannibal have embraced it. And the great thing is, I don't feel like anybody has really exploited it and said, "Oh, here's a good thing. Let's piggyback on that and mm-hmm. make some money ourselves mm-hmm. off of that." It really is people kind of saying, "Oh, let's go play." That no, looks fun. Absolutely. It's easy to put together a costume. That downtown area uh, with Main Street blocked off and all those people in costume walking, it really is oh, like stepping amazing. into a time machine. And everybody's smiling. Everybody's Everybody smiling, smiling and buying stuff. Well, the, the slipping our show in now in this month, which is, uh, of course, Victorian Christmas, right. if you're listening to this in Fourth of July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can be looking ahead to well, I mean, we have Victorian every Boy, year. Did. so you Remember know. that you explosion? Look, you yeah. forward to it. But, but mm-hmm. we're combining... Victorian period, sort of, steampunk, and Christmas, all in one month in one show. So uh, it just seems like the perfect time. I was going to say, uh, visual, uh, paint a paint a visual for our listeners because I I know what a green screen is, mm-hmm. obviously, and I know how you can't have twenty five people on the stage. Mm-hmm. Kind of walk us through what. Because it, it sounds like this isn't going to be the only one that you're going to do. No. You, you, this is kind of the the, the first, the it inaugural. Is. Really this is. is this is the beta test. This is and, the beta test. And so mm-hmm. this will be something in the future. Mm-hmm. So just like I said, just kind of paint a verbal picture of what someone could expect at a performance like this. Well, my easiest answer for a Christmas Carol is 3D ghosts. We have a lot of 3D ghosts coming in and out of that screen, back and forth. Uh, Clark will be actually interacting with other actors. They're pre-recorded, and he's acting opposite them. But it's what they call the virtual reality effect, mm-hmm. that they're going to look so real, and the interchange will be so natural, you're going to forget you're watching a TV set until that ghost starts reaching out for your throat. That's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> so the potential of what we can do, especially with a green screen, is practically limitless. I have several scenes in there, and I doubt, I challenge anybody to find them, because you have to buy a ticket to, to do that. But, mm. um, there are scenes where the two people never met, never talked. Weren't in the same room at the same time. Same room. And I just put them together in a three-dimensional room uh, digitally, mm-hmm. and you would swear that uh, they were sitting there looking at each other and talking to each other. It's, it's, um, it's what you can do in really a 12 by 12 foot space where the fourth wall is green. It's a digital world. And you can insert anything as a background into anything. the screen. Anything. 2D, 3D. And we're using, um, I won't give too much away, but we're using a photo album as a device mm-hmm. that the ghosts use to show yeah. uh, Scrooge's present and past and future. Uh, and he can even take that photo album, insert a little piece of green there, mm-hmm. insert pictures of the actors, videos of the actors. They can come yeah. out of the book. Or we can... Be- move into that picture in the 3D, the real 3D world. It's, it's magical. It's why I still, after all these years, am 
thrilled and amazed when it works. It's like, oh, look at and that. And there's nothing more <laughs> satisfying as an actor. I don't know, because it's never happened to me. To look out on the audience <laughs> and see that they're all wearing knockoff Ray-Ban oh, it's like 3D glasses. It's like a crowd full of risky business top cruise people. Say. You look cool in these glasses. Do we have to wear glasses? No, you get to wear these glasses. You get to wear the glasses. You get to look cool while you're watching. And now, with what we're doing, the actors get to come, sit in the audience, look cool in their glasses, and watch themselves coming in and out of that screen. It, it, it isn't done anywhere in the world that I know of. Not, this, not what we're doing with it. Not a complete production like this. But, uh, Megan, you're right. Uh, I've already talked to Lisa. Uh, we've talked about doing a video of her, Molly Brown. And what we're going to try to do is the same thing. She'll be live, and then she'll be talking about history or people or interaction. I can't wait till we do the Titanic. And the screen next <laughs> to her will be in 3D. And the historical figures can come forward, or we could take regular shots and put them in there, even take an old two-dimensional shot and make it three-dimensional so it becomes more real and more real. It's, it's a limit to how much effort you want to put into something. And I've also talked to Jim Waddell about doing Mark Twain. And he has come, uh, we had him as a guest he, a couple he, of uh, couple He was of in here, yes. Ago, so mm -hmm. folks are familiar with Jim as Mark Twain and mm -hmm. also a Renaissance man as these two gentlemen who are flanking me right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we, before I moved here, uh, Lisa put me in contact with Jim, talking about the possibilities of a 3D production of some kind. And uh, I didn't think I'd ever be in here long enough to do that. So I came in, and the first thing I did just while we were visiting is... Uh, uh, Twain and Tesla with Jim. And it's all about when Sam Clemens met Tesla. There was a real connection between those two. He invested. Nikola Tesla, not the car. Uh, yeah, yes. Right. He well, cured he, his constipation, yes. I understand. <laughs> yes, he did, as a matter of fact. We electrocuted him. Yeah. That's, another, that's another movie all together that more medical than anything else. Up. But it, Nikola Tesla? What? But it's, it's in our movie. Yourself. It's in the movie that I did with him. The first thing I did here, actually, was produce that movie up on the hill at Rockcliffe mm -hmm. using their, their set location. And it was fun. It's still out there to be seen in 3D. But we said, what if we did a series of the short stories of Twain's? Twain is out in front. It just looks like a book cover on the TV. And it opens, and the cast of characters shows up behind him. And he can either talk about it, or he can even interact with them, or be a character in himself. Matter of fact, we do a we do a show that Jim put together called Huck uh, at the museum, Mark Twain Museum. And it's a Huckleberry Finn story taken from a radio show originally, but uh, Mark Twain keep keeps introducing himself into the story, trying to push himself in the story. And I said, we've got to do this where Mark Twain is out here, and he keeps trying to get in the TV. And there's even a way. To, <laughs> give away something here already there's a way to actually walk into the television set and be in there in 3d clark does it a couple of times it is pretty magical so one uh, time i, I had oh my God. time getting out oh well <laughs> sorry it's very willy wonka uh what the yeah the kid that gets stuck Oompa in the television oh, oh yeah the kid yeah. that gets oh, stuck yeah. in the television yeah. <laughs> production about a dyskensian name <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this is maybe a series. I think a series. And nice thing about it is you can tour with it. Uh, Clark could take a 2D or a 3D television, a small one, set it up anywhere, and that's the whole show. Stick a thumb drive in it. And it's him and, you know, or remote, and it goes. And so that's why next year we could do it again, and we can do it in Quincy, uh, possibly, and even during Steampunk we might bring it. But the potential, I think, for all you, kinds of productions. I mean, you could go big. You could go national. Yeah, and then people are like, and where are you from again? 
Exactly. And, and, and where, where did, where did LA. you do this? Hannibal Mall. <laughs> and by way of Los Angeles, California. Exactly. <laughs> where I was in the 3D club there about the time the 3D market hit big. And they pulled a few of us out to try to do things, but mainly they just wanted to do their own productions. And it's one thing to be technical. It's another thing to be artistic. A lot of the club was technical, had no idea what else to do with it. And they didn't quite understand what I was telling them when, well, we could do this. Oh, really? So I had to move somewhere with a, the kind of insight and vortexio vision that Hannibal has there's, there's to your, take my BS. There's, your word, there's your word for the day. Vortexio vision. Vortexio vision. And uh, we're, we're going to take a pause right here in uh, the midst of our visit with uh, Clark Crookshank and Frank Elmore. You know, sometimes we just, we over, uh, or pardon me, we underestimate <laughs> um, the vast array of experiences and knowledge that our guests have and we're gonna have to have them back yeah we we've we've thrown the term renaissance people around about about various folks that we've crossed paths with and uh, uh frank and clark my goodness yeah i'm pretty sure we found we found two more <laughs> uh, it's, it's a it's, we could make a club out of this uh, but uh, that that is episode twenty nine, and and we thank you for so much for being there. You have so many cho- you have hundreds of choices out there of places you could go for a podcast, and you chose to come here, and uh, and we appreciate that so very much. Always good of uh, Megan's got to tell you sometime about the uh, you, you get feedback on uh, you, know, you get nice <laughs> things said about the podcast you in know, some of the most interesting settings. We really appreciate. Any and all feedback, you know, when you when you um, when you give us reviews on the podcast, uh, you know, of, of your choice, whether it be um, Apple Podcasts, whether it be Rivertown Review at Gmail dot com, you or you can you can get feedback in the most interesting places. Maybe maybe next time we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, we can, we can do that. We'll we'll save that for for the next time. So uh, that is episode twenty nine. I'm Harold Smith, and I'm Megan Rapp, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.